This is weird shit that my mom says. This is episode... What episode is it, Cece? I think it's number seven. For some reason, I always want to say it's episode seven. This is Jules Creighton. And I'm Cece Alice. How's it been going this week? It's been good. It's been real good. We got, I think we have like like 150-ish downloads so far on episode seven, which I feel I feel pretty good about. Really? Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what our numbers are? Like overall? Well, I switched, I switched our hosting platform. And so, yeah, like over, I don't know like how many separate people it is at this point. So... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But I I think it'll be good once we maybe start releasing our episodes in like two two pieces. So this is uh Jesus. I can't I can't concentrate because we're gonna have a, a special guest on today who is near and dear to my heart sometimes, uh, which would be my husband. And uh yeah. So we're we're on a FaceTime with all three of us, and he's literally in the other room, and he chose this moment to make his face pop up and start picking his nose to try to lighten the mood. However, it's really distracting, and I'm trying to focus. Uh, I had a good week. Yeah, what did you do? Um, I actually, I did a bunch of work stuff, but I don't really count that as like my real life. Mm-hmm. But I did get to hang out with my oldest daughter, Kira, this week. We went out and had a Mommy Kira date, and it was a really good Italian restaurant in town that I'd never been to. And then we got approached by some crazy person in the parking lot, hid in the car for a while. Frank called in the middle of it, so my two oldest kids, the three of us kind of had a, a hangout. Uh on the overhead in my car after dinner. That's fun. So it was fun. It was fun. I went kayaking for the first time. You did? Where'd yeah, you on go? Friday night. Um, well, Frank got us, like, so he got me a kayak to use for free, and then Anna got a paddle board, and we just kind of, like, went around the little bay down by the bait shop, and... Yeah. And I didn't get to go very far with the kayak, but I got to, like, you know, just practice, like, maneuvering and stuff. And I loved it. I need to get one for sure. And It's fun. Yeah. And Anna, with the paddle boarding, so she couldn't figure out how to steer. And so <laughs> it it got pretty rough. And she got stuck in some trees over on the side. And she kept screaming, like, oh, help no. me, Mom. And I was like, I can't do anything about it. Like, we're, like, screaming at each other down there. I'm sure people were listening to us. <laughs> But she was she like I'm like I can't do anything. I'm in a kayak. I can't come over where you are because it's so shallow. I'm trying to like explain to her how to like get herself out of there, and she just wouldn't listen. And she was too afraid to put her feet on the ground because she was like literally in a super shallow because it's area. Squishy. She could have pushed herself. Yeah. And then when when I got out, my my flip flops like got stuck in the mud though. It was so bad. Like I had to like pull my flip flop off and then like fish for it. 
underneath the water. To be fair, stuck. That whole area down there is like squishy Mississippi river mud. It's nasty. It is nasty, and I would probably be like, I'm not getting out of the kayak. Yeah, I, I definitely want to like get a kayak, but I don't want to go there. (laughs) Gotcha. It's better like on a nice, a nice stream or creek. Yes, that would be better for sure. There's a kayaking trip at my work this week, but I didn't go. Oh, that's a bummer. You should have gone. They do them every once in a while in the springs. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are there are, can the alligators get you down there when you're kayaking? Oh, totally. Alligators can get you. Ooh, I don't. Apparently, want, I don't alligators do don't give people a lot because they still go kayaking there. Okay. Well, I'd be the one. I'd also be the one. Yeah. We took, we went, uh, we went canoeing with Anna when she came down with, with her dad. That oh, one yeah. Time. Yeah. And then you guys fell in the water, right? We did fall in the water and it was the doc's fault. I'm waiting for his face to, to do something. I think we're boring him. We're boring him. He looks him. very bored. He's not allowed to talk yet. Jules, what are we talking about today? Okay, so while you wanted me to come up with something, I, I don't remember what you told me to do. I don't I think we were trying either, to do something to not as heavy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Or maybe that was just me that made that up in my head. Okay. Um, so I was looking for something... I'm always looking for a story or some kind of, you know, topic to talk about that I can make fun of because I feel like it's more fun that way. So I did find a crazy story and it takes place in Serbia, which I know Serbia is a country, but also what the fuck even is Serbia? I mean, I'm sorry if you're from Serbia. I just didn't own, I didn't know anything about it because um, it's not like one of those countries that you know, is romanticized um, with the the travel industry or anything like that. So I actually decided to start looking it up, and it turns out that it actually might be a beautiful, nice vacation um, in the Balkans, which is a mountain range. As I'm going through this, though, I am going to just put right out there that there's a very huge chance that I am going to mispronounce some things. There's a lot of foreign names and whatnot in here and I did the best I could in looking stuff up but feel free to make fun of me later on it's fine so it turns out um Serbia has got like a ton of folklore like a ton of crazy folklore and they're very superstitious people they take that shit very seriously which I completely respect I get down with superstition were you going to sing Superstition? No, I wasn't. I was just looking at a map to find out where Serbia was. Because... That's a good idea. Yeah. I, I just had to do a quick Google. And I was like, oh, because we are... Like, some of our ancestry stuff, or mine anyway, came up for the Balkans. So... Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that... So I looked at it again because I thought that Dad's had some from the Balkans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know how it keeps doing, like, a toss-up for the three of us? As to what parts of the world 
yeah. our randomness is from. Um, it turns out that, like, we've, we've definitely got some stuff somewhere, some ancestors that came from the Balkans, some from Greece, some from uh, Northern Africa, Spain, Italy, all that other good stuff. But I just didn't know much about it, so I started looking into it. Cool. Um, turns out the people there are, like, super, super nice, I guess. Yeah. And they're also absolutely beautiful people. That oh must be God. where we get it from. I know. That's what I thought. No. <laughs> I did not get... I did not get any of that uh, Serb beauty. They have this, ni- like, nice skin, and sometimes they have, like, these really pretty eye colors with with the dark skin and all the other stuff and whatever, whatever the case is. I, I also heard there was like one bad thing about, there was just one bad thing that was about traveling there. It was like, also FYI, people smoke cigarettes nonstop. So if you can't handle that, all the beauty and all the other things, they're also going to blow smoke at you. And I was like, "Mm, okay, it is what it is. So they probably don't stay for long. Oh, I know, right? Maybe they do. Maybe they just, maybe they just, you know, can handle it. Should we have been smoking cigarettes this whole time? It would make our voices like deeper and sexier, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, it's a Slavic nation, and so I'm just gonna get into some of the uh, superstitions and whatnot that they have there. So. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia for reference here. It's superstition in Serbia. I'm just going to touch on a few of the things in here that I thought were interesting. So witches, um, in order to create havoc and spy on people. So apparently witches are there for spying. Okay. Which I thought was crazy, but they can turn into a moth or a butterfly. So, like, if a butterfly lands on you, it's spying on you. You should be concerned. It's just a witch? There's, like, a butterfly witch on your shoulder? I guess. And it says witches can leave their souls behind while they engage in mischievous activity. Um, In order to destroy a witch, they have to, you have, okay, she has to have left her soul. When her body is turned flat on the ground, the returning moth or butterfly she has turned into will be confused and will be unable to return to her body. So all you have to do is just flip her body over and the butterfly will be like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Because they can't like recognize their back. They can only recognize their face or something. And I'm assuming that then... Is this a current <laughs> superstition or is, just... this like an, is this like back in the day superstition? Well... Like, are Serbians right now, like, looking for women that are upright and trying to make them lay flat on their face? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so there's another one here. This is one I might not pronounce right. Okay. It's like a a dodola or a dodola. It's D-O-D-O-L-A. Um, it's okay. the Slavic goddess of rain, usually portrayed in art as a dark-haired woman who wears green vines as a dress. Is she a creeper? No. Uh, I guess I don't know. She's married to the thunder god, and he's like a supreme god, like like Zeus, maybe, you know, okay. in Greek mythology. If Dodola decides to milk her cows in heaven, 
then the clouds will produce rain on Earth. If she flies over the forest and fields in Serbia, spring will appear and all the flowers will be in bloom. QCC. So there's just milk raining from the sky. No, you're not going to say it. She's going to fly over the forest and make spring happen. It's time for spring, I say. I say, I say. It's time for spring, I say, I say. Ah, I love that cartoon. You were obsessed with that cartoon when you were little. It was one of those creepy ass old Looney Tooney kinds. I'm still obsessed with that. Yeah. Every spring, dad sends us that. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Serbian women will perform a dance ritual in which they will wear leaves and branches and sing to the sky to plead with Dodala. Um, she ensures human survival through water and natural resources. So she seems like a nice one. Yeah. She, she has I just, milk and cows. and She's like milk and cows and dancing and stuff. And just yeah. spreading spring. I can get down with her. Okay. Well, don't get too comfortable yet. Okay. So this one's called Karakondzul. I don't have any fucking idea how to say this. It's like Kara. Kondzul. Karkaranzul? I don't know. Anyway, they're just little <laughs> demons or goblins. Um, <laughs> just that. And they appear on Christmas Day. And they, are, they originate from the bowels of Earth. The bowels of Earth. So yes, these are Christmas demons. The intestinal demons. fortitude of Earth. Christmas uh, demons. Christmas demons or goblins. I prefer goblins. Okay. Okay. And they're not and nice, they I'm visit... guessing, right? They're what? Are they not nice? I don't know. We're gonna find out here. I don't I'm not I'm not holding I'm not retaining uh any information that I read in here, it turns out. Okay. They visit Earth for twelve days and they play pranks on humans. While not seen as dangerous, they do cause a stir when they arrive, often riding on people's backs. And playing with dangerous objects. So basically, they will like ride on your back and then grab scissors. Yeah, and they're just like throwing scissors at people as a prank. That's what I imagine. That's not a prank. That's like death. Okay, so they're described. Oh, God. They're described as black and hairy with long arms and tails and are afraid of the light. So only come out at night. Their entire purpose is to saw down. The large wooden stake that holds the earth in place. Okay. There's a large wooden stake that holds the earth in place. Okay. But they always falter last minute in case the earth topples on them. Wow. So is this like the globe? Like the stake that goes out of the globe that where it spins? I I don't know. Like I guess there's a wooden stake. Yeah, that's just through the core cuz that makes sense. So so what what you're saying okay. is if I ever go to Serbia on the 12 days after Christmas that I sleep with the lights on. Yeah. But don't worry. No. They're afraid of holy water. Okay. But they love oil vats, frying pans and oily pots and dishes. So do do, the do your fucking dishes. Dude, this whole thing, now I know what, what started it. Christmas dinner started this when shit. When people didn't do their dishes Because right some away. little assholes 
yeah, some little assholes wouldn't do the dishes. And so the parents were like, you know what? I'm going to make up some monsters that will run around and cling to your back if you don't clean this shit up. Yeah, and then shit got out of control and everybody found out. They're like, this is a really great way to make my kids do the dishes after Christmas. It is. And I'm I'm in for it. I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, that's a good Christmas lie. I don't have any tiny children, but when I have grandchildren, I'm yeah, going to tell should. them that. Yeah, you should. I, my Christmas lie was just that I told, I told my daughter that our dog, because I'm afraid of Elf on the Shelf, they scare me. They're really terrifying looking little dolls. And I didn't want to get one. And it was like all the rage when she was little. So I just told her that we didn't need one because our dog was working for Santa. And that was her job at our house. And she believed it. And so she would just like <laughs> love on the dog extra <laughs> before Christmas. And it worked out for everybody. Yeah. I didn't she have so to tell her that there were little, little goblins coming to get her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I had told Kira that there were little Christmas goblins? Remember, she wouldn't even take a, she wouldn't go to the bathroom in the morning because she thought that Dobby and or the blood hair guy, which is uh, Gollum from yeah. Lord of the Rings, she thought that they, or Yoda, she thought that they were in the shower. I had to check it every single morning. <laughs> I forgot about that. So can you imagine if I told her that there were little black goblins at Christmas? She'd be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, she would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's good. I really like that a lot. And she hated the dishes, All right. too, so would have been... She really fucking did hate the dishes. I should have used it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there's another one called the Abdur, O-B-O-U-R. Um, it's similar to a vampire, but it's more short-lived. Um, it is the spirit of a person who died quite suddenly, and they refuse to leave their body. It engages in... Oh, God. <laughs> it invades... I got to I got to compose myself here. It engages in vandalism by smearing manure on walls of public buildings. <laughs> Just a feces spreader. It just takes poop and smears it on walls. Okay, and Abdur will also rip uh, Oh god. Okay. And Abdur will also rip udders off a cow in order to mix its blood with milk and drink it. What the fuck happened to these that people? Made my boob hurt when okay. you said that. It will eat Just human food and will yes. Yeah. And it will only harm humans if its food is taken away. After 40 nights of residing underground, the Abdur will turn into a vampire. Abdurs have they have one nostril. And pointed tongues. What does a singular nostril nose It just look is like, like one nub with like, like this. just imagine that your nostrils go away. Like, like let's say you had one of those bull rings and you ripped it out and it never grew back together. I'm actually going to have uh, Lucy is our artist here in the house. I feel like I should have Lucy draw a picture of one that of these It would be things. really fun if she would do that. She might. She loves to do the horror genre. All right. So we've gone through some of those whatever ones there, but I'm going to get to the main course. And 
The main course is vampires. I was thinking that might be what you were going to talk about today. Because I was giving you clues. Jesus Christ. So I think that we should probably wait to talk about this more for when the doc comes on in a little bit. But as you know, what came out this week? What we do in the shadows. It's a fucking vampire show that is the funniest shit I have ever seen it, in it's my on entire FX life. And I have it on Hulu. I had never even heard of it before. I don't think it's like a. I mean, like I think people probably watch it because obviously it's made it its way through seasons. But it's probably not like a super super well known show. Definitely recommend, but not with your kids home. Uh, definitely not with the kids home for sure, but. Here's the thing. There's so much commentary that I have. I accidentally did this episode in celebration of that show coming out. And episode one of season four was the funniest shit I have seen in years. And I tried to like, I do it. I assigned it to the older children to watch. And I was like, there is a part in that. And then I told you, you had to watch it before. And you literally made zero commentary. You were just like, I already watched it. I don't know exactly what part you're talking about, I guess. Are you fucking kidding me? I just thought you were excited about Colin. No. I got kept getting interrupted while I was watching it, so maybe I missed something. Oh my god, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you missed it. And you need to rewatch it, and we will talk about it when the doc comes on. Well, I can't re- like, rewatch it right now. No, 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 no. When we're done oh, with will. this. Oh, shit. We can't tell you what it is. If you missed it, like, there's no way. If you would have seen it, you would have been like, holy shit, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Seriously? And it's not little Colin Robinson, although that was really fucking funny, too. I just thought you were excited about little Colin Robinson. That's all. You don't, you don't remember Nandor going on his trip? Oh, the Wisconsin people? Yes! Oh, yeah, I saw that. Why are you not affected, woman? Because people like to make fun of Wisconsin all the time, and it just... And Jesus their accents Christ, were that amazing. was funny. And I hope I don't sound like that. Okay, well, <laughs> we will we will come back to this. But anyway, this is our this is our main event. Uh, vampires are our main event. So if we're talking about Slavic, Serbian vampires, they are deeply rooted in it. Like everybody thinks of Transylvania and all that other stuff, but they really need to be looking at Serbia. Yeah. Because that's actually where the word came from. They had, and I'm not sure if they said vampire, but it's, it looks, it's spelled more, it's like without the E. So it might have been like vampire yeah. or something like that. But it is like one of the only Serbian words that is internationally known and used to this day. So they created this shit. And I'm just going to go. I'm just going through here real quick. Lots of things happening. Okay. So I'm going to get into it on another page, but I just want to say that there are some superstitions about vampires and how to ward them off. And one of them is to paint an extra pair of eyes 
on a black dog. <laughs> Can I glue googly eyes to a black dog? So I think, no, I think you have to paint them. I feel like we should paint extra eyes on Fox for Halloween. How do you paint on a dog? With body paint. I don't know. Is that fur? It doesn't matter. It's great. Okay. You can place garlic in chimneys or in keyholes so that the vampires can't enter the house. In the keyhole. Because, like, what if they turn into smoke and they try to, like, come through your keyhole or whatever? Okay. I wish we still had keyholes. No, I don't. People would break in a lot. They weren't secure. Okay. Um, Okay. When passing by a cemetery on horseback, if the horse refuses to enter, this means a vampire is buried in one of the graves or is lurking about. So, other thing that you can do is, like, you can put thorns or poppy seeds on the path when walking to church to ensure that vampires, that no vampires follow. They don't get you at church. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the equivalent day of the putting thorns out would be like, you could get like a bucket of Legos <laughs> and you could just like sprinkle that shit. Damn it. I just. Behind you. I just sold all the Legos. I could have used that. Well, you're going to need them vampires. if you walk to church. I don't go to church. And also vampires, they love to count things. So that's what the poppy seeds are for. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that this is the count from Sesame Street? Yes. So the count from one. Sesame Sesame ah, Street ah, is ah. like one poppy seed. Ah, 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 ah. Two poppy why seeds. Why do they like ah, to count ah, ah, things? And that's why they can't get you. I would love to hire one to do inventory when I worked in retail. Can you imagine, like, having one in the back? And people are like, what is that back oh, it's there? it's just the count. Is somebody watching Sesame Street? And you're like, no, that's Sam. He's doing inventory. <laughs> count. He's like, one. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. All right. So. It is good stuff, isn't it? Okay. So let me just catch up here on my notes. Right in some cultures, um, the stories also include non-human vampires, including real animals such as bats, dogs, spiders, <laughs> and mythical creatures such as the chukacabra. The what? The chukacabra is like creepy oh. as fuck, and we should probably talk about that yeah. someday. Tales of the dead craving blood are found in nearly every culture, um, including some ancient ones. Like, there is a demon in Babylonian times called Lilu. It's like Lilu and Stitch, but Lilu. a lot creepier. Okay, what does Lilu do? I don't know what the fuck it does. It's a demon. Oh. It's like so a it's vampire. Like, ah. My point is that, like, yeah, it's weird shit that there's been vampires, like, in all of these different cultures which makes you wonder like these people don't know each other when you see these things like in different areas and these people aren't talking there's no internet there's no reddit for them to type and be like what about this story you know like that didn't exist yes like fucking thousand miles apart and also like 
thousands of years apart. Um, there's a Sumerian mythology blood-sucking creature called Akakar. Akakar? Akakar. I don't know. There's some female demons that that roam during the darkness hunting and... Oh, that's what this this one is. The Akakar. Okay. It's a female demon. And it hunts and kills newborn babies and pregnant oh, women. Oh, shit. That's fucked. Yeah. There's a Jewish one called Lilith. This is like in Jewish mythology like in that area? Or are we talking about like that the thing is just a Jewish person? Did they just not know. like Jews? And they were like... It used to be called a... Trying to make people afraid of them? It used to be called a Lilithu, and now their vampire is basically called Lilith. So it's a Jewish vampire named Lilith? Yeah, it doesn't sound scary. It just sounds like racist. It sounds kind of... Kind of endearing. Hello, Lilith. I could... I would... You're I'd cute. I'd with Lilith a vampire. I would hang out with Lilith. In India, they have these like ghoul-like beings that inhabit corpses. Um and they're found like in the old Sanskrit folklore. And they and those creepoids, they they hung out upside down like bats. Yeah. Um oh, this one's fun. In Chinese tradition, <laughs> a hopping corpse like what the fuck is a hopping corpse? Okay, is like an equivalent a jumping bean, but a corpse. Yeah, it it doesn't eat blood. It consumes the victim's life essence or their chi, rather than blood. So it's like Colin Robinson. Okay. On what we do in the shadows. Yeah, so it's just basically Colin Robinson. It's a an energy. It's vampire. a energy vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop eating my chi, Colin. <laughs> He's like, I ate your chi for breakfast. Just a fun sucker. He is a fun sucker. Um. So anyway, all of these things are are really influential to to the vampire, you know, stuff that we watch today on TV, all the movies, all that kind of shit that we have going on. So what what causes someone to become a vampire? So we all... Well, I thought it's just because you get bit on the neck by a vampire. Well, it's not. That's not it. <sighs> There's other things that can cause it. Um, one of them is from being born with a call or a veil. The black veil? When you are a baby. Like Frank's and... neighbor? Yes, like Frank's creepy ass neighbor that made him absolutely leave an entire ass state. Because it was haunting his house. Because they call it sometimes like a black web around the baby, right? Yeah. Well, this neighbor of his, yeah, was said that they, they were born with a veil. And I'll tell you a little bit about this because it's shit and creepy. All right. So in people's cultures, um, being born with a call is like called call Drogo. Um it's either like a really cool thing to have happen to you or it's really fucking scary. Like in the case of Frank's neighbor, the person basically said that they were like, the person said that they um, 
were able to talk to the dead, right? Yeah, like, well, yeah, they said that they could see the dead at least, I think, or talk to it. And that they were, like, psychic or some shit. Husband. All right. So you can, like, take the call, and it it basically, it's, like, the amniotic fluid sac. Yeah, it's just the amniotic sac. I just looked it up. Okay, well, it just, like, looks like, it basically looks like a diaphragm. Like, when they dry it out. Yeah. It's gross, like a really big one. Um, so some people like dry it out or they smoke it and it can be used as a good luck charm to ward off like, ugh, that's so gross, um, to ward off evil or to help sailors not sink. Because people are just sailing around with an amniotic sac. Yeah. They like wear it like a necklace, I think, like an amulet. Well, I mean, it protects the baby, so I guess they think it's going to protect people outside of the body, too. Yeah, it'll protect them from getting uh, drowned, because that's what it does for babies. Mm, Anyway. A quick Google search told me it was just supposed to be like, somebody's destined for greatness. Okay, well, not everybody believes that. Because some of them believe that that you're going to either be a vampire or a werewolf. But... You can prevent this from happening to you. All you have to do is you take the dried up call and then you grind it up and then you eat it as a birthday treat when you turn seven. And that'll keep you from being a werewolf or vampire? Yeah. So if it happens to you or like if you have a baby, I'm just telling you, and it's born with a veil, just keep it, dry it out. And then when your kid turns seven, just grind it up and be like, here you go. Have this like some frosted flakes. Oh, I was going to say you can like mix it with something else, right? Or do you just have to like grind it up and bite it? I don't know. <laughs> I can you I, mix it into a smoothie? I don't like think. Like kale? Make it taste It's like delicious. a call kale. Call kale smoothie? But I bet it's probably got protein in it. That is fucking gross. Can you imagine giving that to your seven-year-old? I would make him eat it like a chip. Yeah, it would probably be more like a jerky, I think, if it was dried out. So it would basically be like an amniotic sack jerky. Can you imagine somebody telling you to eat that? Like a small child. Like you can't get them to eat broccoli. Yeah, and you're like, here, eat this this amniotic sack jerky. Exactly. Okay. Or Uh you can, if you really don't care about your kid... If you're just like, fuck that kid, I'm going to use this to protect myself. You can nail it to your door. Um, and then all of the bad things, it's like a monster deterrent. So like people come and instead of seeing like a welcome sign on your door, they see the amniotic fluid sack jerky. So what if your kid's inside, though? Like are you prote- like your kid is a vampire or werewolf and you're trapped inside with your kid, is that it's not going to protect you if they're already inside your house. They're not that until they die. Oh, I thought it was just like sometime after the age of seven they turned into one. No, no. It just means you're I like, understand now. you're like destined for it. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Okay, so other ways that you can be destined for vampirism is if you are born with teeth or with a tail. 
Um, oh, so like if you have teeth already in your mouth when you're born, and then also just come out with you, chompers. Yeah. If you have too much hair when you're born, if you have red hair, so you're like double fucked if you're born. So mom told us a story once about when she was young and dad was in the Navy and they were like on some base or whatever living. And she said that there was this woman. Do you remember this? No. This woman gave birth to this giant baby and the baby had like a full head of red hair and it had some teeth. <gasps> so it was a vampire baby. It was a vampire baby. The baby was healthy. It just had red hair and teeth. Yeah. Can you imagine giving birth to a Chucky doll? I would be so scared of my baby. I would be too. It'd be terrifying. But like my kid had a lot of hair on her because she was born premature and they come out hairy when that happens. Right. And I like, is my kid a vampire? No. She was very tiny. She didn't have a tail. She didn't have a tail, no. And she didn't have a veil. No veil. But I think it's just like, I think only one qualifying factor. Yeah, it is one qualifying factor. So it can also be caused by being conceived on certain days. I don't know what those days are. Or having an unnatural death. Or being excommunicated. Or just getting buried wrong. Or being born with a third nipple. <gasps> yeah there's so many qualifiers to becoming a vampire I know or you'd think there'd be a lot of vampires in the world at yeah. this point or if your mom is pregnant and she was crossed by a black cat you're fucked <gasps> or that also happened to any of us if you're a bastard fucked <gasps> My kid is a bastard. One of my kids is, he was a bastard, and then he was unbastardized, and then he was rebastardized. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We've been giving birth to vampires this whole time. I know. Okay. An unnatural death before baptism, or if you're the seventh child and all of your siblings are the same sex. Or all your siblings are what? Are the same sex. Oh, okay. So if you come from like like a family of all boys and there's seven of you, if you're number seven, you are going to be a vampire. Do you have to be a different sex on the seventh or just like the last of seven? Like you're the seventh boy. You're the seventh of seven boys or seventh oh, okay. of seven girls. Either well, or. Well, that's good because otherwise we could have an uncle. Okay, so um, I I noticed that a lot of these things, like a lot of the causes of it, like the unnatural death thing, it would be like like suicide or, um, you know, like oh you died before you were baptized. Murder. I feel like a lot yeah. of this was like Christianity, kind of mixing with pagan, because they were a pagan yeah. country, and then like the Christianity came in. I kind of feel like like it was the Christian people being like. You better go to church. You better not do this. You better not do that or you'll be yeah, a vampire. Yeah, they're like, you guys, we need to get you in. We learned about these vampires when we came over. And listen, 
We can save you from vampires. But also, there was a salt salesman in there somewhere. A salt salesman? Yeah, because he says, I don't know if it was a he that said it. I thought at first you said a salt salesman. Like, no, like, like, as in, like, like a salesman who is assaulting. No, like a salesman that's going to sell you the salts of the earth. Okay. Okay. So if, if you're pregnant and you reject salt when you're preggers, your kid is fucked. I had to reject salt. I was swelling. Well, that's why I think it was a salt salesman. Okay. Yeah, he definitely. He was. He doesn't understand that that makes the makes the pregos swell up. Yeah. So other reasons, like obviously, we all know if you get bit, duh, or if you look upon a vampire or a witch. Um, and then there's other things, and this one was kind of weird. So based on some of the ways that you can prevent being a vampire, I'm assuming that munching on clothing while also being dead. Um, makes you into a vampire. <laughs> so you're just eating clothes while dead. Yeah, because listen to this. So other ways that they said you can prevent it um, is by putting a crucifix in the coffin. And then there's this one. Okay. You can put a block under the dead person's chin. So that equals they are not able to eat the shroud. Again, eating clothes. So just like throw a block under. Oh, so that I'm yeah. not like chomping on my clothes and my casket. Yeah. Like you're dead. They put a block under your chin and then you're unable to be like. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. Can't. I mean, like if you can get the clothes up to your mouth, can't you or just remove the block? That's why they also nail the clothing to the coffin. Oh, they're like, we're going to make sure that this fucker can't. They're like, in case you get the munchies when you are dead, don't eat your clothes. Do you think that they just buried some people alive and maybe they found somebody who, I don't know, bit their clothes or something to stay alive? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that a lot of these are because of, like, there was some that were like, if there's scratches inside the coffin, it means that... The vampire was in there trying to do something. It's like, no, it means you buried somebody alive, fucker. You buried those fuckers alive. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they put sawdust in the coffin. So in case a vampire does get in there, those compulsions that they have to count things, they'll count the pieces of sa- or of the of the wood. The salt grains? Yeah. No, not salt grains. They'll sawdust. Like oh. little pieces of wood, the sawdust. They'll sit oh, okay. in the coffin with you. Like this is a really big coffin, first of all. Yeah, they just Oh no, no, it's not that big because actually vampires can turn into mice. And you'll find out why that's important later. Okay. Okay. Like they can turn into mice and then squeeze into your coffin. So oh. the the mouse so... is probably just in there. And it's probably like counting the sawdust or whatever else that they put in there. Um, yeah. Eating your clothes. So it'll be busy and it won't eat you. Um, you can also stake it. Like you can thorn or stake. It's basically like body piercings. Like, 
Um, okay. Hawthorne stakes. And I was like, what the fuck is a Hawthorne stake? Well, a Hawthorne is a tree. So it's just the type of wood oh, okay. that they're using. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then they, they bury them with scythes um, above their neck so that... <laughs> So basically if you, so they bury it so that there's like a thing above their neck, right? In the coffin. And then Mm -hmm. if you become a vampire and you try to get up to come get people, it'll chop your head off. Okay. So, you know, if somebody buries you alive, can you imagine that shit? You're buried alive. You wake up and you're like, fuck. And you start to freak out and you start to sit up and you get your head chopped off. Yeah. And it probably wouldn't go all the way through. You would just be like like partially decapitated just, and Yeah, and then bleed out slowly probably. Oh my god, I hope that didn't happen to me. That might my be better lives. than suffocating to death under the ground. I don't know. It's all pretty bad. All right. So, um proof of vampirism, how how do they prove it that it's happening, right? Um, it could be that there's a bunch of dead livestock or a bunch of dead relatives or neighbors. Um, if they dig up a body and it has like a lifelike state, we are going to bring in our resident uh, expert on dead bodies, the doc. He's going to talk about some decomp with this. Okay. New hair and nail growth on the body or like, you know, facial hair growth. Um, the body swelling up, blood on the mouth with a ruddy complexion. Um, so basically, I think that there's just like, you know, like a checklist. Like, do you hate garlic? Check. Do you love counting grains or sawdust particles? You know, like the count. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. But you could have taken like an old time quiz, like an adult ADHD quiz that we get nowadays or like a depression quiz. And instead, they're just asking you if you might be a vampire. All right, guys. So I'm not sure if this is a good idea yet, but we're bringing the doc in. He's our resident expert on all things dead. So we've got here, I'm going to call him Doc Jellybones. Wow, such an emasculating name. I, I, I appreciate you so much. Good Lord. Okay, so anyway, I'm here. And I got a funny thing I want to tell you earlier. You were talking about, you know, Serbia and that they have all of this uh, good folklore that's over there. Mm-hmm. And actually what I heard is instead of a lot of good folklore, I heard you say a ton of pulled pork. And I had to stop pork. for a minute and I'm like, What? I mean, that's your destination? Okay, I got it now. Doc is is having a hard time hearing me. Well, yesterday yesterday we were in the store, and we're walking around, and and I don't know what you said, but you said something, and what I heard was, you'd be a lot cuter dead. And that is not what I said. (laughs) So, but that's what I heard, and perception being reality, it is what it is, I suppose. So, anyway, so... When I die, I want my pulled pork, and we're going to go to Serbia, and we're going to talk about some things over there. So, yeah, go ahead. We've got 
you know, Serbia, which is right next to Romania, which was the birthplace of Dracula and Castle Bran and the Corvinas and all this other good stuff. So let's let's have a chat. Okay. Um, well, first of all, let's let's introduce you and why should they listen to what you have to say about how people de- <laughs> decompose? It's one of those things that you're either going to love me or hate me for it, but um, pretty much my entire life has been associated in some way, manner, or form with that. So, uh, yeah, I was a uh, a career uh, investigator with law enforcement once upon a time, homicide, yada, yada, yada. You know, I I, I study forensic anthropology. I, I do medical legal death investigation. I, I do it for the state. I travel around. I teach it. I research with it. Um, I think that's about it. I don't want to gruesome anybody out, but it, yeah, pretty much every day in some shape or form, I'm doing something with death. Okay. Yes. Very heavy stuff. Like I said, we live with this all the time. And so we are very much about gallows humor when it is not completely inappropriate. All right. So I want to talk about this, the decomp, as we're talking about it in the caskets, right? So they're talking about digging people up. What's going to happen if you, and I did not, Cece, do you want to pull up like what the climate would be in like, say, Serbia at any given time let's let's shoot for northeastern serbia please okay so she's gonna do that that's gonna be an elevation of about 2500 feet above sea level it's gonna be on the border with romania and it's gonna be somewhat temperate and then also why the fuck do you know that it's a continental climate with the typical cold winters and hot summers like how hot summers um Let's see. While she's doing that, I'm, I, I I can fill in a little bit of background here. So as far as the um, climate conditions that are there, um, what I'm hearing already is with the cold winters and the hot summers, we're going to have a higher moisture content in the ground, most likely. Even if it's in the mountains? Well, if it's in the mountains, then we gotta. there's a question about how deep are we actually burying people. Right, because you can't dig through granite rock to to bury. I, I mean, you could, but who would want to go through all of that? Okay, you know. So what I did from some of my research that I saw on this thing, though, is that they gave a higher standard of uh placement to the dead because they did not want to disturb them after they were dead. So they would actually try to put. The graveyards, and I don't, you know, this is just from what I'm reading. Of course, I'm not a, an expert. But they would actually put the dead, like, up on hillsides so that they would not be, like, washed away if there was a flood, like, in the valley. Okay. I'm guessing it would probably be more dry, right? But maybe not in that in that part of it the It doesn't world. tell me what their humidity is like, but it does tell me that it's between 25 and 30 degrees Celsius, which would be 77 to 86 degrees Fahrenheit at the, like, that's their typical summer day. Oh, that's not super hot at all. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about before burial. And I'm making an assumption here that we're looking at, you know, uh, before practices of embalming and, and stuff like that may have been used. Right. Okay, so upon death, we have a couple different things that begin to happen in the body. First of all, the blood stops pumping, so there's no more blood pressure. 
and that'll allow all the blood to to settle in in the areas of the lowest areas of the body okay so if a person's laying on their back obviously the blood's going to pull down you know along the back the butt the back of the head arms so on and so forth if a person was hanging it all pull with the feet you get the idea it's called lividity yay yes it is i learned stuff um you did then the the lactic acid that was in the body um results in a stiffening Okay, you want to you want to show off your term for that one? Stiffening you told me I say it wrong. Yeah, well, rigor mortis. I okay. call it rigor mortis rigor because mortis. I'm a professional. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's and, like, okay. Yeah. So the body will stiffen and then it'll relax um, over time. So actually, what's happening is a very complex process in the body as the body begins to break itself down. So if you think for just a moment, you've got the you've got the, the the stomach lining, right? And we've all had heartburn. You burp it back up, it burns your mouth, it burns your throat, it's it hurts, right? Well, that acid that's contained in the stomach lining, when the body stops with the signs of life, it, it's really odd. So anyway, uh, the stomach lining will is no longer reinforced, and so those acids will actually eat through the stomach lining and spill out into the cavity, into the abdominal cavity. And from that point forward, uh, we'll see things like bloating, uh, we'll see gas, uh, we'll see the body distend. And interestingly enough, people, they will burp. And they move, right? They will fart. They groan. They can move. And this is, this is all natural. You know, as as the body begins to bloat and, you know, the, the lactic acid that stiffened the body is now gone. You know, if an arm is on a chest and, and the abdomen and thoracic area is beginning to uh, distend or swell, the arm might slide off and fall, right? So that's where decomposition actually begins. It begins in the stomach. And then we've got, depending on conditions too. What um, would cause the groaning? Just air escaping. So if you think about all the bacteria that are in the belly, right, and now the, the person or the decedent, it doesn't have to be a person, it could be an animal, it could be anything, right? As the bacteria consume, they release a gas, okay? So you've got, like, at any given time, 100 billion bacteria farts growing inside your body. Bacteria farts. Yeah, that, that's okay. A I think I read that in one of the very details. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's got to escape somehow. And as it passes over your vocal cords. Yeah, there'll be a groan or there'll be, um, like I said, a belch. There'll be. (laughs) I think I think Cece is going to burp a lot when she's dead. (laughs) I totally am. There's like a specific Cece burp. Can you do it? I can't burp on command. Why? I can. It's very specific. The CC burp, I would know it anywhere. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, the the body the body the body does a lot of different things. And I heard you made a comment earlier about hair and nail growth after death too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, entirely explained as the body begins to dry. So this when the skin begins to dry, and again, this is predicated on the conditions in which the burial was made, but as it dries it shrinks. And so the nails will appear to grow longer. You know, oh. it may look like you have a, you know, I might, I may shave and then die. 
and then let's say that the t conditions are aired enough that my skin begins to dry instead of just turning into a puddle of mush. It'll look like I have a beard. But it has to be dry enough? It has to be dry enough, right? So this is typically something that you might see, say, in an air-conditioned building, right, where humidity is regulated, or in an arid um, climate like in the desert. So what right? if, so in order for it to, to kind of be... As we go into to the story later on, there's an actual story that I want to cover, and I we're going to get to that in the second episode about about these vampires, because there's a very specific case that I wanted to cover because it is from 1725, and it was very well documented for the time. Okay. And there's a lot of very interesting things that were documented by very logical people that did not believe in the things that the Serbs believed in. In vampirism. Yes. Okay. So, so that's why we're going to do that. Um, but we will come back to this next time. And is there anything else that, that you wanted to share with us um, before we close out this episode? Oh, you know what we didn't talk about with you? I don't know. Are you talk about baby Colin Robinson? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I absolutely lost my shit when we were watching that. As a matter, a matter of fact, I had to rewind it like how many times? I don't even know. There's Dude. something wrong about seeing a grown ass man's face on a baby playing in a puddle of mud, a blood that it just <laughs> tickled me. When he punched, so Nandor is one of the main characters. First of all, his name is fucking Nandor, so you know we, that this we, is funny. We just, just FYI, everybody, we have chickens in the backyard. And since we're going to be a little bit silly here, I think we're back up to like 20 some now. And we had some spring chicks come. And so you've already named them Little Nadia. No, just one. Just one is Nandor. named. I haven't named anybody Nandor Guillermo, yet. Guillermo. The teeny black one is named Lil Nadia. And if you if you want to know who that is, you have to watch the show. Jesus Christ, everybody should watch the show. But trying to hear a guy with a with a uh, Slavic accent do a Wisconsin accent, and Cece, I I disown you. You you didn't pick up on that. You the only way that you got to it was by being prompted. I you're not you're not my blood anymore. You're done. <laughs> Maybe I don't find it as funny when people make fun of Wisconsin. Doc. Even worse, excommunicated, you're gone. Okay, Fine. well, I assigned <laughs> I assigned Kira and her husband, Brooks, to watch the show. Like, they have never seen it before. And I was like, listen, guys, you're going to watch this episode, and as soon as the thing happens, I want you to call me immediately. And they both lost their shit oh, yeah. and called me immediately <laughs> when it happened. Uh, it was good that they were from Wisconsin. It was so good. I I was like squealing. It was it was great. So that's all you brought me on for was to talk about that little bit of stuff. Yeah, that's it. Okay. What are you disappointed? What do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know. I I want to hear about. Okay, so you have not in any way, shape, or form told me anything about this stuff. 
Okay, and so as I'm sitting out there and I'm listening to you guys prattle on about dead people in a foreign country where it's rooted in, and I know a lot about vampires, and... <laughs> oh, so you want you want to be a resident expert on vampires as well? Well, no, but it's interesting now. And, and if there are any real nerds out there that know anything about the vampires, well, you know Bram Stoker's vampire was... Uh, based off of Vlad the Impaler, right? Yeah, but he's like so I know, overused. But he's right there, right? Bram Castle, which is in Romania. I get it. And the Corvinus bloodline came from there too. Okay, I need to tell you that this story isn't about Vlad. Okay. It's not, but it's that that whole region is what gave birth to this. We don't care where no. the geopolitical lines are. No, that region it gave birth did to give birth to it. But this story I'm going to tell in yeah. the next episode yeah. is one of the originals that people don't talk about as much as they should. Yeah, yeah. And then what? Are you excited? Might be. I don't know what you're going to talk about yet. Okay, I put him on the edge of his seat. I didn't. <laughs> He's actually sitting on a little <laughs> tiny like stool yeah a little tiny stool and just for the record when i came in she's like here sit down in this esteemed chair and i sat down and it flipped backwards and I, was, <laughs> I was laying in a puddle in the back of the of the recording studio if that's what you want to call it with my feet up in the air and I drank all over the place and that was my grand entry thank you welcome that's what happens on this show we are done for the day. Thank you for joining us again for episode seven. Yep. And I'm just going to quick run through our social media super, super fast as well. So thank you for listening. If you have been, as always, please share our show with your friends. If you're enjoying it, we really would love to have more regular listeners. If you want to support us by throwing a couple dollars at us every month, you can go ahead and visit us on Patreon, um, patreon.com slash weirdshipmymomsayspodcast. You can check us out on Instagram at weirdshipmymomsayspodcast, on Twitter at weirdshitmmspod, or at facebook.com slash weirdshipmymomsayspodcast. No I and shit. All right, guys. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.